like a good. I like a question though. We'll wait to re-listen to make a final judgment. We're going to go into Carlton now. Get talking about the Blues. Obviously, um, had a loss on the weekend, but uh, all things considered, given the outs, given the way the game played, given the opposition, good account of ourselves. I think I it was pretty reasonable. Hmm. I sat there at halftime. I don't know about you guys, but I thought to myself, "Geez, with a, a full complement, so-called full complement of these guys that we were missing, Marchbank, Cruiser." Charlie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Doherty, the list goes on. You know, McGovern. With a list like that, you sit there and go, and, geez, it would have been interesting to see how we went. Mm. It, it really was one of those games where your opposition, it just felt like they were about 3 or 4% better than us in most positions on the field. Cleaner. And they yeah. used the ball well. They did. They did. And, and look, you know, the defence is unbelievable. Jeremy McGovern was was so important to the result of that game. And, and look, he's he's... I think he's the best defender in the competition, and I think he just sort of showed. You know what was telling? Without, um, without obviously Charlie out there, I thought Harry played a really good game. He did as a traditional lead up, lead up, half yeah. forward. But without Charlie there, without Mitch there, with Levi pinch hitting in the ruck and sort of not really having a home kind of forward permanently, we just didn't have the weapons to test Barras, McGovern, no. Shepherd. It, it sort of Hearn. set it up into their hands that once Harry had it. 90 metres from goal, the next kick that had to happen, unless we were very, very creative with our ball movement, we were always going to leave ourselves a little bit open. But it just shows it just shows the capability that we've got and the options and the weapons we'll have in the future when everybody is up and running. And, and a team like a West Coast that set up that well um, will be the sort of team that they'll real, really battle with when, when we're on song. Mm, and so, Sorry to his uh, detractors, but if we talk about our own defence for a little bit, Jacob Wittering, again. Uh, he destroyed Josh Kennedy. Uh, jo- Josh Kennedy had... Early. Granted, he, he had a couple of missed shots that if he kicks it, it but, looks better. But the thing is too, like did he kick three points in the first quarter and from memory, one of them was on the boundary, yes. hook around the body, hit yep. the post. Yep. So that's... That's the classic basketball classic. You give him a, a bad look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On the boundary, it was a very low percentage shot. And, and all out. credit to him for still hitting the post. And because I think another one was there's a bit of pressure on the kick and it was a hook, like another kind of thing. So once again, not a great look. Yep. So Art of defence, isn't it? Spot on. And you sit there and go, look, it's a very small, very, very small cadre of people having a go at Weeders. But I just can't see how anyone could not have watched his progress and his performances this year. He's been the mainstay in a defence that has at times been excellent. Yes. But for the most part been very unbalanced and not without its best pieces and the like. But for him to have stood up like he has has been incredibly heartening. And I don't understand how anyone could walk away from a game like Saturday's or a season that which he's putting together and not think this guy's everything we needed him to be. He's he, His progression for a 21-year-old kid where he's at, what he's been through, how well equipped he is moving forward. I, I couldn't be happier. Yep. Nick Newman, another outstanding performance. Four goals, all of them uh, Zach Tui-ish. Yeah, they were. Um, coming from deep. One of them got the greatest off-breaker as a leg break. I'm trying to think. He's uh, bounced to the right, didn't it? So that's, uh, that's an off. Took a right angle, yeah. um, which was a bit of luck. But other than that, his, it was obviously something that the team had worked on and could potentially exploit. Yep. Another just another little insight into how the thinking is different. I don't think those opportunities come for Newman under the old regime. With absolutely no doubt it wouldn't. And it pulled, look, we got full toll out of his kick four goals. So you yep. sit there and go, that's an outstanding result. But he's just proven for what was it, a future fourth-round draft pick. And as somebody who we obviously targeted not knowing that Sam Doherty was going to go down, um, he's been exceptionally good value. And, and as I've said a couple of times before, on draft day – 
we traded a fifth round draft pick last year for a future fourth round draft pick that comes from St Kilda via GWS. And while it's not the same pick, we've essentially got the pick back that we gave to get Nick Newman for a fifth round draft pick last year. What's and, and if we're not better better for that, I will eat my hat. He, he's, he's their highest metres gained player mm-hmm. for the season. And it, yet it's funny. Those four have, goals have put him creeping into oh, the top ten. Well, and and <laughs> exactly <laughs> with but, his six total goals for the year. <laughs> but but as you say, he's he hey. kicks four goals in one game, and all of a sudden his entire season has been enhanced in such a way that all of a sudden we're taking a bit more of a deep dive into his statistics and go, wow, Newman's had a really good season. And at the end of the season, we probably would have looked back without those four goals and said. He's been a really good acquisition. He's a been standout really good, game, but a standout game like that absolutely makes you sit up and take notice. Um, do we want to talk about Sam Walsh? Do we need to, Sean? That's what I was. Gonna, do we need to? Someone that's just extraordinary. I mean, we saw today a little exchange on Twitter. Why are the media? Is it is it because he plays for Carlton? No doubt, they're constantly no doubt. coming up with the compare. He sees they off. They do not Rosie. want to give this kid kudos he because sees he off plays stack. for Carlton. He yep. sees off someone else. What or this, is it just because it's such? A non-event, yeah, potentially. Potentially, he he's so far and away. The, oh, it's easy for us to say it with the rose-tinted glasses. So this this isn't irritating me. This whole the media against it because you look at it and go, you say what you want about the others. We know Sam Walsh. It irritates me. He's the right. I was more irritated th- four years ago. No, it irritates me because with the whole Jesse Hogan, and everyone started bringing in. Well, who's having the better career? Yeah. Well, fucking hell. That was, they were all wrong there, weren't they? Yeah. No, this irritates me from a point of view that it didn't come, this conversation didn't come when previous winners have had great seasons. Jaden Stevenson last year, terrific season. Andy McGrath had a great debut season. This didn't come for them. This, what about this guy? What about this guy? This guy, this, it didn't come for those guys. But those, those, those guys didn't have standout Whereas seasons. Whereas Walsh like is putting guy. together the single the most impressive, like objectively, that any rising star contender has ever put together. I'm surprised the, the, sports the only, bet haven't paid out. Yeah. Well, the I think the only player in recent years that potentially has had a better season than what he's had is Joel Selwood. And Joel Selwood did it in a team that lost like four games for the season, won the, premiership. won the premiership, and he had a hell of a lot of support around him. And Sam Walsh is doing it on his own. Um, and as we sort of said, you look at the development in the kid and he's still... Well, he's today, a skinny kid, he's, and he's, he's really not even ready for what he's doing, and he's doing it in spite of it. Today, the comparison came with James Warple, yep. who's having a great year for the Hawks. He is, it's absolutely. It's his second year, yep. and he turned Sean's up... Sean's Hawks. But he turned up at Box Hill last year physically ready to play VFL football. He's a big body. And right on the lip of playing AFL football, he ended up playing 11-odd games yep. in the seniors and played sort of seven or eight games for the Box Hill Hawks. Had a really good year. He's got He's more physically developed at 18 than Walsh is, and he's had an extra year. Yep. And you sit there and going, Warple's having a terrific campaign. But comparing him to a guy who's A, in his first year, B, in a team that's been on the ropes for much of that year, is it's just absurd and it's tiring. Well, it's well, anyone that's trying to, again, using the same term, the deep dive to try and find somebody that you can even justify has... like, And they're, they're now even pulling up guys that... Aren't eligible. eligible. Warple's not eligible. But, but but trying to say, oh, imagine if he wasn't, you know, you know, if he hadn't played that one extra game or whatever else. It's like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. The, like, now, now the argument's the ranking king amongst you know the players under twenty two. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Some of them yeah. have played. This is their fifth season. Yeah. Mm. You going? And we hark back to this, and I've said it, you know, on Twitter, and and we all agree. We all spoke about it. 
if this kid is doing this now, what's he going to be doing in 18 months' time, it's, two it's, years' it's time? It's scary. Like it, and, and I said it to a mate this week. You, you often see players like Sam Walsh or Andrew McGrath, Bryce Gibbs. When they first kick off, you go, he just looks like a player yeah. that's played 200 games. How good Sam Walsh going to be when he has played 200 games? Oh, well, according to someone on Twitter today, he'll just be, just a, he'll, he'll just be a guy who you go, oh, he's played 200 games. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, like Andy McGrath. Like that yeah. West Coast player. What was his name? Yeah, what was his name? He played 50 games. He played 50 games last week. <laughs> Jackson 50, Nelson. 50 innocuous games. I didn't even see him on the weekend sure. either. Credit to him. I, 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 I was sitting there and I was making a point going, which one is he? Is he even out there? Uh, we're going to have a bit of fun now with uh, coming towards the end of the season and re-signings. So I've compiled a list which we've gone through here. These are the Carlton players out of contract or reported to be out of contract. Someone like a Fasolo, there's a lot of conjecture as to whether or not he's got a trigger in a deal. If he is out of contract, if he has years to go, it's a bit. Uh, we're not really sure. So what, is he out of contract? Well, that's thought, that's thought, the. Why did I think he signed a three? Initially, year deal? The there was, was there was three. talk of three, but I think he was signed for two. But and then now people are saying it's one plus. Okay. And there's triggers, so it's a bit of conjecture. So he's not on the list. So our out of contract players are. Levi Casbold. What's his name? What's Cottrell's first name? Matthew. I was going to say, for a second, I was sitting there going... I was going to say Tim. I was going to Jason. Wyndham City Council. Matthew Cottrell. (laughs) Uh, DeLuca, Garlett, Gibbons, Goddard, Kennedy, Kerr, Lang, Lebois. The Frenchman. Not Lebois. Lebois. Lobb, Marchbank, Newman, Phillips, Schumacher, Silvani, Simpson, and Thomas. So there's, what, 18-odd sort of guys there that are out of contract, which is a significant part of the list, really. So we decided to have a bit of a bit of fun and sort of do our top five priorities. So who are our five most important priorities when it comes to getting those guys re-signed? Do you want me to kick us off? Or kick us off, Sean. Yep, so we're going to go five to one. We're going to keep the suspense. This, this, this is your brainchild. We're gonna five, keep, to, five to one. All we're right. going to keep the suspense high until Are we each going to do our fives? Oh, yeah, we'll do that. Let's do that. Okay, I like that. I like that on the fly. Good, Tim. Good, Tim. My fifth most important re-signing is Dale Thomas. I just think that uh, Daisy's still got plenty to offer. Um, You know, we made the point last week that if he gets that extra year, which we all assume he will, by the end of his career, if that is the end, he'll have played eight seasons at Collingwood at seven at Carlton. He's turned into an extremely... um, extremely worthwhile member of our squad. He's versatile, he's a good leader on and off the yeah. field. And as Doherty comes back, you know, he could potentially be a bit more of a live wire. We can throw him around, we've got a bit more got a few more options with him. I reckon he's still got at least one more year of top class footy in him, so he's my number five. Excellent. Well I'll jump in. Um my number five, and it was more of a strategic thing and a list balance thing, <laughs> I've got Andrew Phillips. Because yeah, okay. you, you need a backup ruckman. Yeah. I think it's absolutely a necessity. So he's certainly not our fifth best uncontracted and it's, player. And it's safe to say, and I think we all agree with this, Matthew Lobb's on the list and I don't think he'll be there. No, no, he, he gets think, delisted think, yeah, at the end yeah. of the year. We, we always, you know, there was always a possibility that Lobie could be a, yep. a, um, a he, benefit to the team. He could be a real wild card and ultimately we haven't needed him. When he has played, he hasn't been stellar. So I think we're, we're all in on um, Andrew Phillips as our backup ruckman. So he's in my re sign pile. Yep. He and so is Dale Thomas for me. Bab, obviously. Number five. Michael Gibbons. Mm-hmm. I think he's proven now that he belongs at this level yep. and needs to be and will be locked away. Excellent. I actually didn't count him because I had him in my rookie re-sign pile so I think we re- Don't get technical Tim, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Okay, good, good well, that's a beautiful segue to my number four. Gibbons is my four. 
Excellent. So Excellent. I think he's played every game. He's been an exceptional contributor. Um, and as we've seen him get a bit more responsibility, he's he stepped up to it and delivered. Yep. So I think he uh, he gets a second, you know, probably an extra two years without breaking a sweat. Timbo. Uh, I think mine's pretty simple, and I don't think it needs much commentary. My number four is Jack Silvani. Mm-hmm. Mine is Levi Casbolt. See, I've got Casbolt not on my five, just for just take a bit of tension out of it. But Did I've I? got him on re-sign parentheses potentially to trade. I have him too. Happy to keep. Yep. I think on. there's a bit of versatility yep. there. Re-sign him to maybe. Yeah. Well, this mine's a re-sign required asset. This guy's not just going to be. Left not to contract. I think it's important that we lock him away so he's either tradable or yeah, yeah. yeah. My, so is it four? If, if you had to pay five hundred grand a year to be able to keep him as a depth player, would you? Or is he going to be more valuable to he's another team? Yeah. He's earned it. I, uh, I agree that he's earned it, but but opportunity cost. No. If another club's going to value him more and it's going to trigger a higher free agency compensation, is that more benefit to us longer term? Potentially, I'd have him. But if it's if you're paying huge, like. At the same time, if we're picking up Stephen Cornelio in free agency, is hanging on to Levi Casbolt a little bit of a millstone? Is is that the is that the is that but what needs to be robbing weighed up? Peter, is, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Can that is, cash be better allocated? And then can we what the pick we get for him be used as a make weight in another deal? Agreed. I think we're going to be Agreed. extremely active at the trade table, as we all agree. My number three is Jack Silvani. Um, yeah, he's been exceptional, particularly under Teague, and has absolutely found his his niche. In the team. Excellent. My number three was Matthew Kennedy. Interesting. And I've got him on my re-sign pile. Excellent. And, and I think Matthew Kennedy is, is one of our more fascinating footballers because he came to the club as our backup, big-bodied, inside midfielder there to be able to complement Paddy Cripps. Um, we've, as we've said a number of times, he's been crueled by injuries. Um, now that he's found a spot in the team in a position that I don't think anyone Correct. thought that he was going to no. take, and he's done it and done it extremely well, um, I'm 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 fascinated to see. I think he has so much more to give. I think he's got a bit of spunk too. So do I. So do I. And, and I think diff- the confidence that he's played with in recent recent weeks and months was probably not warranted. Mm. Uh, and yet he's he's grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and he's really performed. So like good Fab. on you, Matty, and stay stay with us, Daisy. Daisy's at three for, for you for all the reasons you gave for him to be at number five. I, d- I just think he's so versatile. And whilst his first couple of seasons at Carlton were injury injury riddled, he is making up for that. And if you average his contract value yeah, out over yeah. the length of his Carlton tenure, he's been worth it. He's been well worth it. So yep. Daisy, agree. We really missed him. Yeah. Really missed him on the way. I know. Agree completely. Especially against such a good team, his his polish and his decision making, you know, uh, experience was was missed. His energy. Agree. Yeah. You don't um, ever go into a game and say Daisy's off. Yeah. He's just not off. He's no. just- and the preparedness to take the game on when the game warrants it is it's such a value to have. And look, he may make a mistake on occasions that hurt us. He but, plays but, like but he's coke to the eyeballs. But he he will be ready to go. He will be trying. The Braden Crossley of Carlton. Oh dear. My number two is Nick Newman. Ditto. Nick, My number two is Nick Newman. Nick Newman is because uh, we've all got the same number one. I can go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, no we've, doubt. we've got we've obviously got Newman in. Like we said earlier, a fantastic deal, great acquisition. Um, obviously, just on the one year deal, he is more than earned. You know, two, and I think he'll get two. A little bit like Gibbons, he'll get two comfortably. And then for the worst kept secret, the number one priority is absolutely Caleb Mark, Darcy but, Lang. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kimmy Lebois, <laughs> the Frenchman. 
That he should have been signed up after he did that chick on yeah, opening minute against Melbourne. Uh, yeah, Casey Fields. Casey Fields. And has he done anything since? No, <laughs> not in the has, has Christian Petrarca done anything since? No, he has not. Oh, no, well, not Christian really. Petrarca looked like he was an eight-time Brownlow medalist and. 15-time combo middle. Does a lot of his best day. work when it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, look, Marchbank is number one by an absolute mile. Um, we need to get this kid signed yesterday. Uh, I was sort of hoping that the big announcement last week was going to be him. So, look, fingers crossed um, we've seen an announcement with him obviously out injured sooner rather than later because I don't even know what they would be fucking... I don't even know what they'd be haggling about. Yeah. It's just what does the number need to be? What oh. does the length of time need to be? And just would, get it done. I'd comfortably... I'd give him four. Easily. To sit there and go, easily four, and we can put triggers in and he's a kid. for five. He's so, a kid. He's got everything that we need. Intercept intercept marking, intercept football is so central to the way that football gets played. It was just starting to it was just starting to click for him as well. Yep. I he's, saw him play first time. I saw him play was Easter Sunday against Melbourne, and he was electric yep. for the GWS. Yep. And I thought, no, nah, this guy's a player. A natural footballer. He reads it so well. He's got a good engine. He runs all day. He can kick the football. Um your shoulders are taped to his body, but yeah, true. Yeah, seems all right. Silvani always pushes when he recruits. He recruits on character. He took him at pick six. Um, he clearly rates him. Everything that he's shown. He bent us, us over a barrel to get him. <laughs> no, no, no. Marchbank was a Silvani trade for us. I know, but yeah. how did he get him, Tim? By trading us Christian Jacks. Yeah, well, and Mark yeah. Wiley. Where are we? Savage sauce. No, no, that Absolutely was no, that's, savage. No, that Timbo rang me once. It was Paul Hearn. He was pick seven. Timbo rang me. You got the wrong said, year, but yeah. No, but that was the same year, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Paul Hearn, oh, pick seven, was, was was the product of the Christian. But who they take? Who they take? They take Marchbank at six. Paul Hearn at seven. Okay. Pick seven. Yeah, Timbo told me once. He goes, "You watch Mark Wiley tackling machine. Because this guy's going to be the greatest at <laughs> like the sideshow Bob of all time." Jesus Christ! Well, I was looking for the positives, <laughs> uh, and then just my my sort of re-signs, but not in the top five. As said Caswell earlier, I don't mind what Deluca's shown us. Um, to get one year deal, yep. just yeah, get another year. Yep. Um, Matty Kennedy's there as well. Can you just be rookied? Yeah, um, no. Well, no, he go, he becomes a free agent. Anyone that's been picked up, so the Gibbons, so when Delucas, he gets picked Cottrell's. up in, in the draft, is he on the primary list? Is he right now? What, 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 yeah, I think where's he is. the Lucas? He's a rookie. Oh, okay, so we can't. can't he, he can't be re-rookied. Well, it just I think the mid-season draft. If you've got a spot, he comes in as a rookie. So mm. he's well, he's a rookie, or he. In fact, he's probably a senior listed player, but at the end of the season, he goes back into the system. So he is a free agent because he's our player. We, we get right. first crack at him. But if he wants three hundred, and we're only prepared to offer him two forty-five or whatever the number happens yeah. to be, yeah, I think he'll then, play for a bottle of Gatorade. Well, I think he will too. Yeah. He, he, he uh, seems like he's just loving the fact that he's out there again. Yeah, and and got, I think if we offered him and gave him the security, he'd probably sign tomorrow. Uh, so I, I think he'll get one more. I got Paddy Kerr there as well, uh, just developing. Guy, happy to give him another year. Uh, Phillips, for sort of the same reason that you guys, I think it was Tim, you said Phillips? I did, um, yep. And then Simo. I think Simo, if he wants another year, will probably get another year. Uh, look, But he's not a priority to no. absolutely make sure he gets done. And, and I've made the comment the last couple of weeks, the hamstring injury early in the season concerned me. The week off after he played his 300th game last year concerned me. You just sort of wonder whether he, the resilience that he once had is there. Um, and, and it's just going to come back to his... Um, Frame of mind. So, if he, as you said, if he wants to play, he plays. But he wouldn't surprise me if he did not. Excellent. We're going to move on now to the AFL proper.